What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm Shelly Metling, and I've been sharing my infertility journey openly on YouTube for about a year now. With four losses ourselves and one rainbow baby on the way, I wanted a platform for you babes to share your stories. So girl, sit back, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry, because we are about to get real on the ins and outs of pregnancy loss in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Crystal Kazat. Oh my gosh, I'm already butchering it. Kazazis. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> with us today, and I'm so excited. We recently met on Instagram. You have listened to the podcast, yes. right? And you reached mm-hmm. out to me. And what I love about this podcast is that is exactly what this is. It's just like it's you listeners, mm-hmm. like hopping on and sharing your stories. So, with that being said, I just kind of want to throw it at you, Crystal and let you start wherever you would like with your story. All right. So um, me and my husband, we have been together for almost nine years this summer. Um, And we knew we didn't want to rush into um, having a child right away. We kind of wanted to do everything in order. Um, And we got married three years um, this May, it will be. Um, So we started about a year ago, um, you know, trying to conceive and we were having some issues. I went to a fertility specialist, but wasn't really serious about it. I just wanted my body to, you know, do what it felt was right. Um, So we stopped seeing the fertility specialist and then we found out we were pregnant the day after Christmas. Um, So it was a nice uh, present for everyone. Um, So then my pregnancy was so easy. I had no morning sickness. I will would sleep a lot, but that's my personality anyway. Um, and then Wednesday, um, believe it was February 27th. We went in for our regular checkup and the baby didn't have a heartbeat. Um, everything was long. Would you have been, I was 14 weeks then. Okay. Um, so there was, you know, we don't know why this happened. We are getting genetic testing done now to see if it was a chromosome issue. Um, but I say it all the time. I wish it was a video camera in the room because I think it could have been like the best opening for Grey's Anatomy. I felt like my soul come out of me. Me and my husband were both equally screaming. The doctor had to sit down. I don't think she's ever got a reaction like that before. Um, and then, yeah. So the scary part was I had to hold him in me for about a week um and then friday it was a friday they gave me medication because my um dnc was actually scheduled for saturday morning at 6 a.m and on that friday she gave me the medication um i forgot what it was called but just to soften my cervix and that's when the horror scene happened the doctor said she she admitted she never expected for anything like that to happen I started I was on the couch having I guess what would be contractions early contractions and as I was sitting on the couch I felt a pop down below and I've never felt anything like that before my husband was in the bedroom and I'm like screaming his name I didn't know what to do at that point so he came over and he's like okay you're starting to bleed let's get you to the bathroom so when I went into the bathroom just a lot of pain, bleeding out like I've never bled before. And um, the baby started coming out, which I was asking God to let me see him anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, The DNC wouldn't have allowed me to see him. So I guess that was my prayers answered by God. 
And I just remember going into Uber, carrying my little one pound baby, (laughs) maybe even under a pound, uh, over to the hospital. And um, yeah, it was... Did did you just carry in your hand? Yeah. My husband actually had to leave me when we went to the hospital. Thank God I had my tribe, my whole family there in the hospital with me because we have a three-year-old puggle, um, Penelope, and unfortunately we treat her like a child, so we can't really go anywhere after a specific time, and she gets so emotional, um, so she was howling all night. We live in an apartment, so I know my neighbors wouldn't have appreciated that at 2 o'clock in the morning, so he had to leave my bedside, unfortunately, which really sucked, but um, yeah. It was my first surgery. The DNC didn't go as planned. I bled more than they had, had hoped. Um, they were getting blood ready for a transfusion, but th- thankfully I didn't need it. Um, I was able to recover on my own. Yeah, but it... So what do they do since you you kind of passed mm-hmm. naturally? Yeah. Like, what, what was the DNC for after that? Like, what do they... So when we went into the hospital, I was convinced I didn't need a DNC. I was bleeding out so much. I mean not to be gross, but there was tissue and stuff you could tell. And I was convinced I didn't need it. My mom was convinced I didn't need it. Um, And then when I went for the ultrasound, they said the placenta was still inside. Okay. Um, That did not pass on its own. So they did have to surgically remove that. Do you know, (laughs) do you know gender? It was a boy. His name was going to be Christopher Joseph. We had his whole life plans for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, And this was not that long ago. Like you no. just said, this was in February. My so DNC like... was Saturday. This Saturday was four weeks that my DNC was. And how are you doing now, like four weeks later? Surprisingly, I think I'm doing well. Thankfully, we had a great support system. Our family and friends were here every day. I mean, if it wasn't for them, I don't think we would have, not that we're healed, but we are healing quicker than I thought we would have. Yeah. And I mean, we were blessed with the support. I don't know how some people, I mean, some women don't even speak about their miscarriages. When I was going through this, I remember looking on YouTube and I'm like, I just need to hear someone's story. Like, I need to know it's going to be okay. And all, I mean, not knocking it, but there are millions of videos on how to do a smoky eye on YouTube, but you can't find anything about women's stories about miscarriages. And I was shocked. I'm like, I, no one in my family has ever went through this. I had one cousin that went through, she had, um, gave birth to a stillborn, but there was no one there to guide me. Like I had everyone's shoulders to lean on, but no one that had experience with this. And then I came across your podcast and I was like, there's hope you know mm-hmm. but and there really is there's just this sense of like needing to know you're not alone mm-hmm. in exactly. this sort of situation and honestly mm-hmm. like before going through it I don't know if I would have realized that mm-hmm. you know what I mean yep like why why do you think that is why do you think women don't talk about it uh I spoke with my cousin about this um and she believes that uh they just don't want to make it known for some reason, there's almost uh, like an embarrassing or shameful. Yeah, like everyone, yeah. women are ashamed by it, but it, we are so strong. Things that we could go through and heal from. Mm-hmm. We, I carried, I carried a baby that I didn't think I was going to get pregnant with, so trying for a year, gave birth to him at home with no medication, even though he was small. It sucked. There's really nothing to be ashamed for. If anything, you have to feel that you are the strongest woman. Like 
to go through this. Exactly. I think what you just said right there is like so powerful because Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot that we go through mentally and physically Mm -hmm. when we miscarry and it, the emotional side of it truly never goes away either. So like, this is something that we always deal with. Mm -hmm. And then what you're going to experience at some point here, but when you try again, there's a whole nother emotional side to it. You know what I mean? Like, do you guys know what's that? I'm I'm sorry. I was just going to say, do you guys know what your game plan is? Yeah. So we actually um, got the baby autopsy to see why he passed away. Uh, Like I said, it was a really healthy pregnancy. He was growing as he should. Um, We're not really sure what happened. So the plan is we both me and my husband, we did get, um, a huge uh, blood work panel to see if we carry anything that maybe the baby carried and just didn't survive. Um, So once those results come back, I mean, the goal is to just get pregnant again. And I hope it doesn't take as long as it took. I know a year is a blessing. Some woman takes two, three, four, five years. Um, So I I have to still feel blessed that I got pregnant in a year, but I just feel like the next one, I'm going to have so much fear. You will like, just honestly, like having gone through it, like you will. And Mm -hmm. like, I I get so many messages on Instagram from women who are like, how did you get over the fear? And I'm like, I didn't like, it it never really truly Mm -hmm. goes away after you lose a pregnancy. And it's like, but at the same time, like, I just curious for you, like, how do you think you're going to fight that fear? Just talking it out, I guess, with my husband, my family members. I have my sister-in-law who studied to be a nurse, and thank God I have her because she puts my my hypochondriac personality to rest. So I think she's going to help me through this this next one a lot. And, you know, I think what was the best word for me to use is traumatized, and I don't know – this will never, this will always be a part of me. I always want him to be a part of me. I knew who he was. He had a name. I remember in the hospital, I was so mad because they kept saying, where's the specimen? Where's the specimen? He wasn't a specimen. He was my son. He had a gender. I knew the gender because we got the blood work done early, but even on the autopsy results, the paper says that he was a male. Um, Yeah. So I think it's just even your podcast, I think, would help get me through or any other woman that's going through this. You know, we just have to keep talking about it and remember the babies that we lost. And I hope that I have a big family um, in the near future that I could speak to them about their sibling that they had. Um, Yeah, we actually had someone gift my husband's mother gift as his furniture. So when he was inside of me deceased, we actually had a call by my baby to get the furniture shipped back, which I mean, the operator on the phone, she was heartbroken. She's like, can I put you on hold, please? I don't think she's heard many stories like that. And yeah, I'm just happy. I think that's that's another thing that people don't really realize is like, there's so much more to it. For Mm -hmm. instance, the fact that like, after losing your baby and going through, you know, going through all of that, you then had to be Mm -hmm. reminded again and again and again over these little things like four weeks later and I'm still being reminded (laughs) oh yes there's constant triggers like I remember receiving things that I had purchased in the mail yeah and it's like oh you know it's just Mm -hmm. like a stab in the heart and it's like you don't really think about those things like it's much more than just the loss itself you're constantly 
reminded Even, of it. Like my social media was based around pregnancy and babies and mommies. And obviously I'm not going to change any of that because I do plan on all of that. But every day you scroll through social media or I go into my email and you have those 20% off coupons from Bye Bye Baby. And I'm like, always reminded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did your husband handle it? Um, I think like most hu- husbands, he tried being the rock. Mm-hmm. And held in his emotions for the most part. Um, but one thing that stuck with me till this day was he came over to me and, uh, one evening and he was like, I bow down to you for what you went through. And I think it's made our marriage that much stronger. Yeah. And I still don't think that he's, um, that he's handled it yet. He mm-hmm. has nightmares like he'll talk about the baby in his sleep just today he said in his sleep um, he works the night shift so this morning he was sleeping when he came home and I went to walk the dog and as I was grabbing my coat he said you could play with him if you want in his sleep so I think that he still thinks of him which I'm happy but um I hope he could put it you know have some peace soon yeah for sure Mm -hmm. um any like what you just said your husband did, if any mm-hmm. husbands are listening, that is, I think, such an incredible way to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a- acknowledge your wife as like yeah. a strong yeah. human being that she is. Because at I- that time, we might not realize how strong we are. We're like, I'm like, what did I do wrong? What did I do to my baby? I'm the one carrying him. I'm the one supposed to be protecting him. So to hear your husband say that or your spouse or anyone tell you that. It's very uplifting and it lets, you know, like, just keep on going. Absolutely. And I think like for me, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but like when I, I'm not huge on the, I'm sorry's. like, I don't Mm -hmm. want people to feel, I, you know, I don't want people to feel sorry for me, but like if they acknowledge how strong I am or like, and they like uplift you rather than like, there needs to be more of that. Yeah. Like more Mm -hmm. of the uplifting side of it. Like wow, I can't believe, like, you went through that. You are a mm-hmm. strong human being. You know what I yep. mean? Or, like, you're a badass. <laughs> yep. And I also think that the husbands, they need to lean on their wives. They don't have to be so strong for us. I mean, they're allowed to feel their emotions, too. Um, if, if you know, if they don't acknowledge how they feel, it's it's going to be inside of them forever. And, and honestly, I wouldn't want that for him. <laughs> I think us wives, too, like, mm-hmm. we would – this is going to sound horrible. Like, I don't want... My I already know where sad. you're going with this. Yeah, but, like, we would like them to feel the way yes. we're feeling or, like, mm-hmm. show those emotions because then it's not so lonely for us. Right. We're, we're right. like, gosh, they're so strong. Like, why am I, like, so broken yeah. about yeah. this? And he's not. But if we did see that a little bit more... Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I think some husbands just aren't... Like, it's definitely but, more of a female trait. They're not wired that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to show our emotions mm-hmm. like that. But... Don't be scared to show them men if you're out there listening. No. We need it more than they know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you had like any tips for someone out there going through something similar as you, what would that be? Just speak about it. Speak about that baby. Speak about you. Speak about your story. Um, don't hide it. Hiding it is not going to do anything but make it harder to recover. And I don't know if you'll ever fully be recovered. I'm sure I'll always be reminded of him. Um, but yeah, just don't do it alone, you know? Mm-hmm. I even mm-hmm. had my grandma 
um, come out and say that she had miscarried Mm -hmm. before and I had never known about it. And like, it clearly is still affecting her Mm -hmm. at 87, you know, years old. And it's like, gosh, I didn't even know that about you. And yeah. You know, we just kind of tend to hold that. My mom actually um, gave me an example because I'm like, I'm hearing of so many miscarriages. Like every time I tell my story now, I always have like another woman that, oh, I went through that where I've never heard of heard it before like you said my mom was like when you buy a car you've never seen this car before and now that you have this car everyone has this car so I was like you know just tell your stories guys (laughs) and it's it's super healing to tell it and then I I think it's also super healing because then it opens up that door for people to reach out to you and say me too right Um, and that's what it is and that's what this podcast is all about and that's what when I messaged you Mm -hmm. and I was like do you want to be on it it's like like, yes (laughs) (laughs) I'm like it's so healing to tell your story so I'm I'm so happy that you took that opportunity and I just want everyone listening to know that you can too you know yes Mm mm-hmm so we will reach get through out, this together. Yeah, reach we, out. Yes. we are the Lamb Fam. We're in this together. Yes. And I, I truly think that us girls have to stick together throughout that this we do, too. For sure. So I just want to thank you for coming on here and sharing your story. If thank somebody you for having wanted, me. absolutely. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, you know, to just absolutely. be like, hey, I relate. Where can mm-hmm. they find you? Um, you could find me on Instagram at hashtag life of CC hashtag. Or is it hashtag? No, I think it's, it's like an underscore. underscore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like three cups of coffee today. Forgive me. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's underscore like yes. CC underscore. Exactly. Right? And I'll go yes. ahead and I'll put that in the description of this podcast as well thank so that so it's easy for people to find mm-hmm. you. But again, thank you so much. Thank you so much as well. All right. We'll talk soon. Alrighty. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.